How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's the Custard TV Podcast, the one place on the web to get all your latest TV news, previews, interviews and reviews in audio foam. In audio foam? Yes. Yeah, like a of... foam party. Like, yeah. Gonna... Party over a... here. Gary could do a rave tune at the end. No, no, no limits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're right, Gary. Oh, no. I thought that was. Thought that, I thought it was a. I thought that was his irregular heartbeat again. I was just. Yeah, I, managed, um, I, managed, I managed to plug the uh, the podcast into my heartbeat. So. Good, good. Keep me abreast of what's going on. Uh, the oh. man with the irregular heart. Yeah, classic comedy. Luke, Gary, and Matt talking telly on a Custer TV podcast. If you've never heard this podcast before, my God, you lucky people, you are in for a treat. Join myself, of... Luke. I know. Join myself, Gary and Matt, as we walk you through a week in telly. We tell you what's coming. Uh, we tell you what we loved. We tell you what we hated. And Gary sings at the end. What more could you want for 45 minutes of your life? Honest Money. to goodness. Minimum now, wage. Possibly. <laughs> possibly. Benefits. You know. Free car. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've got a quick thing to say. I feel quite bad because since the last time we spoke, I became for a for, for a mere moment an internet troll. Ooh. Oh, no, I won't say who it was. It's all <laughs> sorted. Much like many trolls, it's water under the bridge now. Oh. But, <laughs> but do you really think he was a troll? Or do you think it was all just for that gag? No, I'm getting <laughs> to it. it it's it's building up. Basically, um, someone else who runs a telly site who I follow on Twitter, um, said that all TV dramas bore him. So I must have been more fed up on that day than I realised, and I said, well, you shouldn't really be a TV reviewer if all TV dramas bore you. Mm. Is is that unfair? No. You you have to have reasons to back this up. You know, you can't... um a sort of, what's the word, a statement that encompasses everything, like a big sweeping statement. You can't say that every drama bores you without sort of, you know, categorising it, giving you the reasons why. This person came back and said it was unfair because it's just not his favourite genre of television. But I then went back because I was, you know, my hackles were up, folks. My hackles were up. That's a that's a canine reference, you know. We're, we're moving on from the Corrie stuff. For the lovers, um, yeah. For the love of dogs, Paul O'Grady now. Oh, for the love of dogs! Isn't drama the whole reason most people love TV? I know comedy 
when you're growing up is important and and but i i feel like it is is that something you both feel bearing in mind i did get quite angry at the person's response and you could get disconnected from the call tv is a mixed bag and obviously documentary we like as well but i just think you can have an opinion on it you can say that but you have to be able to back it up i think you i think at the end of the day drama is that big you know the biggest thing yeah. that we talk about it's the big it, draw isn't it it's the I big think. draw yeah and i think if you take I, away I, drama I, from the schedules it's the main reason we do this podcast it's the focus of your site primarily you know it's it's how i certainly got into doing podcasting because the, the previous podcast that i did was called the tv drama club and funnily enough just before we started recording i was looking at itunes there's lots of very specific podcasts about shows not many about general tv so i can yeah. maybe see what he's saying but then you're right why run why run a website dedicated to television and ignore one of the biggest parts of it anyway that's my moan for the day well there's going to be more because we're going to talk about shows i don't like in a bit but uh <laughs> news first then gary you better keep your coat on because you're heading west soon oh yeah uh, no, bad, so education, bad education which finished fairly recently uh that's the jack whitehall sitcom uh, that's coming back in film form. Apparently, rumours of this have been floating all around the internet, but I've been too busy getting annoyed at non-drama fans to notice, because I had no idea this was coming at all. Well, this is well, a it, comedy it, loop, it, it, so it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It got confirmed because they're, they're shooting. So they're shooting it, not yeah. shooting Jack Whitehall, as some people no. might want. You were the only one of the three of us to stick with the third series. I got sort of thinking... Did oh, you really give up? circles... I didn't give up. Well, I suppose I did because I didn't see it, but I didn't. I didn't knowingly give up. But I just felt it's going round in circles a bit now. Same jokes. Yeah, uh, I, and I think that's why it was a good hair. thing that it actually finished when it did. So. Yeah. Um. You know, a show I did like from the nineties. That's that's TFI Friday, and it's coming back in June uh, for to celebrate its twentieth anniversary with original host Chris Evans at the helm. Channel 4 needs a show like this, I think. Mm, the only thing um, that's close to it, I suppose, oh, is The Last knows? Leg, in a way. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and possibly, I suppose, Alan Carl's Chatty Man is yeah, yeah. too much like a... Yeah. I suppose it's too but much thing, like a chat show. But... The thing about TFI Friday was the hour that was the time that it was on. It was on, what, mm. 6, 7 o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah, on a and Friday I always remember night. it felt quite risky. I always remember... Oh, yeah, they always, always, always did, did the repeat, didn't they, at like 10.35? BBC iPlayer has had its best month in January of this uh, this year. 343 million requests. And that's all people just wanting, you know... BBC to read the sale yeah. yeah, BBC... You... But, but, but does something like that, 343 million requests, does it in a way show us that the, perhaps the BBC do know what they're on about? We're talking about online I TV. I just think... They're requesting things that people are talking about because they've already been yeah. on the telly. I think a lot of these people, exactly. it's word of mouth, I, I isn't it? it, I, think it I, I think it shows to me that a lot of people bought um, new tellies over Christmas or new laptops Possibly, over Christmas. Yeah. And therefore, tablets. they all got I, tablets. They all got iPlayer new on various things. I don't really see it. If it had been like March, I would have said, Ooh, that's a bit unusual. But as it's January, where a lot of retail things fly up in the air, I don't, I don't really think much of it. Annoyingly as well, what I didn't put down in that news, that one of the highest shows they got was Miranda. Channel 4 have uh, renewed 
their period drama starring Julie Walters. That's Indian Summers. It will be back uh, for series two. And uh, UK TV have renewed the Murdoch Mysteries for a ninth series. But the best news of the week, we knew it was coming, unlike the Bad Education movie, is that Idris Elba and friends are filming, as we speak possibly, in the bitter cold, uh, the Luther miniseries. It's so mini, it's barely a series. It's more of a Luther special. It's just two episodes. No mention of Ruth Wilson, who plays his sort of friend-slash-nemesis Alice... Oh, what's that? It's not Alice... What is her surname? That's going to bug me. Um, Alice. Hooper. That's going to bug me. No, it's not. Oh, no. <laughs> That's going to bug me. In Wonderland. Oh. Keep doing the comedy. We'll find the real answer. Bandu Kravi. Morgan. Alice, Alice Morgan. Morgan. Thank yeah. you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Doctor Alice Morgan, PhD. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's going to well, be why did you remind the... that before? Like, uh, no. Well, no I, I, I Wikipedia'd it really quickly. Okay. <laughs> While you were doing the comedy, that's quite a skill. I I don't feel torn about this because I love Luther, but I think the You're ending not that where he... Brilliant, so... Well, no, nothing's fine, I'm torn. But... That's right. Uh, um, it was good to get a cultural reference in. Um, but he, I, I thought the ending, although the episode that, I, that was the final episode of the last series was completely bonkers... Uh, the ending where he sent his his jacket literally down the river was was so, so good. So the new first that, episode has either got to show him swimming out to get it, or in a coat or, shop, or he's got a big fishing net. Yeah, or he's in a coat, <laughs> or he's at Marks, other department stores yeah. are available buying or, a new coat. Or or it shows him on that ITV4 fishing show with Dappy, and he's got a big net and he's trying to catch his coat. Luther traditionally over the last couple of years when it's been on, it's been on in the summer and I presume if they're filming this early in the year that that's where it will sit again. It's a shame because it's such a dark and tense show and when the sun's shining outside it doesn't really suit it but I'm just happy to have one, Luther one back. Of the cast so members that were, one of the cast members that was announced was interesting, Rose Leslie who um, played Igret mm. in um, Game of in Thrones. Thrones. She's very good. Um, anyone who's yeah. seen her appear in real life will know that she's not at all common like her yeah. character. So she's obviously very good at acting because yeah. she can make it seem as if she's posh or common. Matt's, uh, Matt's so, more northern in real life, Gary. You'll be That's right, yeah. Know. Really? <laughs> well, I actually met him and he had a pasty halfway up his... Well, that we'll that will make it Cornish. Surely he have a whippet under his arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Gary. Yes, boss. Go west for me, my son. Certainly. Right, uh, first and foremost, uh, news for anyone that's a fan like a me of how to get away with murder. Like a me. <laughs> like, like a me. me. Like a me. Uh, it's for the Italians that are listening. Italy. I thought you'd gone Super Mario there. <laughs> I haven't gone Super quite far west yet. I'm going east of the round the world. There's <laughs> uh, okay. more Phineas uh, Fogg this week. That's right, yeah. Uh, How to Get Away with Murder has been renewed for Series 2. That's excellent news for me. And it's returning to the Universal Channel at the end of this month. Um, John Sims Intruders, which showed on BBC Two in November, did it? I seem to think it was kind of a November-ish last year. Uh, This was a kind of a supernatural show. Uh, it has been axed by BBC America, so I doubt anyone will pick it up. It wasn't particularly well received here or in America, so 
Uh, onwards to better things, John Sim, please. Uh, Netflix, who have been extremely active uh, recently in promoting new shows and letting us know about shows coming up, have announced that they're going to be showing a programme called Sense8. This will be coming in June, and it's uh, made jointly by J. Michael Straczynski, who created Farscape, and the Wachowski brothers, who are responsible for the Matrix trilogy. It's based on eight people who are psychically linked, and it's got a couple of famous people in it. Naveen Andrews, if you're a fan of Lost, he was in it. Uh, Daryl Hannah of Splash, and our very own Freya Anjaman from Doctor Who uh, is starring in that. I've Which not seen series any... of Splash was Daryl Hannah in? Uh, the prequel. Uh, where where she, uh, the she was the innovator of uh, with uh, less Lycra and less Vernon K. That's right. Yeah, before Vernon K. Had the Hanks. shorts on. Yeah, indeed. The the US remake of the Returned, which is a French language show that we talked about that was shown on Channel Four last year, uh, is going to come to Netflix on the tenth of March. Now, in America, there were kind of three versions of this. The Returned, which is this shot-by-shot remake of the French version. Um, that's what we're getting on Netflix. That's what we're getting on Netflix. And then there were two shows that were very loosely based. The first one was Resurrection, which showed on Watch over here and stars Tay Diggs, who was in... Um, is it Tay Diggs? Let me get that right. Omar Epps. Sorry, I always get those two confused. God, that, was that racism, blatant racism on the podcast. That's get a second. That's getting a second series, but again, it's it's very similar. To, it, it, you know, it was a returned child who can't explain. But instead of a town of people returning, like in the returned, this just focused on one particular character to start with. Mm. And then there was uh, now I've forgotten the name of it already, Luke, and you're gonna have a to remind me. Lo- it was a show you yeah, loved. It was called Come The on. Leftovers. You love leftovers in real life, and you know the leftovers <laughs> on Skyland. <laughs> How on earth can I forget this? Uh, so yeah, it's the leftovers, which again was a loosely based. Cut you two out. Uh, which was loosely based. Actually, this was more about of kind of reverse because in the in the leftovers, people left, not returned. There you are. Oh, so yes. there you go. I suppose they well, would. Yeah, almost completely different. Now I've well, no, I thought shows... it was the people left behind. I thought that's what the leftovers was about. Yeah, that's right. So people left, and it was those that left behind. Whereas the return, they come back. Right. So that more like a boomerang effect in the returned. That's it. The Whereas this is more right. your straight stick that you have to go and get. Okay. Right. As long as we can do it, if we can do it based around sports or throwing things, I know yeah. where we are. We're talking to you on your level. Two new shows this week that have been on UK television coming over for America. The first is one that we previewed last week. It's um, 12 Monkeys, which shows on the Sci-Fi Network on Friday nights. Uh, This is not a remake, but certainly is borrowing from the movie, uh, which starred Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis. I really liked this. Uh, As I say, this is one of these Sci-Fi Network originals. There isn't a lot of good Sci-Fi on television. That's something that we have discussed uh there are no huge names in this but there's lots of good character actors basically this is about it's a time travel piece basically in the future uh the human race has been practically wiped out by contagions and disease and they found a way by a very clever thing to do with watches to send somebody back into the past terminator style and kill the person that creates the con- the contagion uh, See, that's an interesting format but isn't it set in scunthorpe 
Well, that's the problem, yeah. So a lot of the accents <laughs> are very uh, very hard to understand. No, it's not set in this country. It does feature, obviously, bits from the future and bits from now and also going back into the past. So, again, like the Terminator, the big problem will be for me is, of course, whenever you do a time travel thing, you have to have consequences and timelines. And But the first episode was thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable if you like your science fiction. If you found a fringe, I think this could be something you might like. And then the other thing that I watched, this is a bit, bit of a diversion for me, but uh, I, this is a bit out of left field, a programme called Siberia, which is on the PIC TV network, which is uh, what used to be Sky 3 and is available on Freeview. This is a script, not a scripted reality show, but a constructed reality show. Uh, the basic premise is that they th- they're trying to convince you that they've taken 12 people from around the world, sorry, 16 people around the world, put them in Siberia and they're making them survive for a whole year in the Siberia at the end of it whoever's left can split 50 grand I think it was or $50,000 um in the first episode you see the characters being introduced and they're all being filmed by a cameraman and then towards the end of the first episode one of them is killed and the show cuts in almost like a kind of like when they did that in Big Brother with the Charlie Brooker's take on it where you know they cut into the reality of the fact that even though they're doing a reality show they cut to real life the problem is apparently people that have watched the later episodes say that it, it just doesn't go anywhere you get stuck with mm. them having to you know deal with life in siberia not the not the suspect not the, the the good plot of being suspect of who killed who or what happened it doesn't turn into a who done it set in Scunthorpe again so indeed obviously... so ironically uh, set two doors down from uh, the 12 monkeys oh. Where Miss where Miss Nakamura lives. Netflix, as we said, very active. Uh, on the sixth of March, we'll be releasing the first series of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is a comedy like ri- comedy written by Tina Fey of Thirty Rock fame. Uh, Luke, you seen a preview? If you like Thirty Rock, which I think the trio of us do, it's very similar. The music's very similar. The tones very similar. There's only a handful of characters. Uh, Ellie Kemper, who you might know from the US office or Bridesmaids or whatever else she's done, uh, she just plays a very sweet character. She's been in a, in sort of an underground cult, literally underground, for the majority of her life and gets set free and has to, you know, find her way in the world. It's just very well done. It's, this, it's basically the American version of when the Fritzels were freed, yeah? S- similar, but with more similar. laughs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would enough. say. No, based, that's, only that's based on the first two minutes I've seen, it's more comedic than I imagine that was. Oh no! Oh no! Fire monsters! Let's go! Let's go! Boom! 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 We found them. It's all still here. A miracle today in Dernsville, Indiana. Four women rescued from an underground apocalypse cult allegedly run by self-proclaimed the Messiah, Reverend Richard Wayne Gary Wayne, best known to Yelp users in this area. As Dernsville's worst wedding DJ, I am now joined by a neighbor who watched all the drama unfold. Me now for their first exclusive interview, the Indiana Mole Women. Ladies, welcome. Thank, Thank you, Bryant. For years, you were told by Reverend Richard Wayne Gary Wayne that the world had ended. Yes. 
Reverend Richard told us that there had been a nuclear apocalypse and that the earth was scorched and there were lakes of fire and stuff. Cindy, you were the first young woman forced into this cult. Yes, I had waited on Reverend Richard a bunch of times at a York steakhouse I worked at. And one night he invited me out to his car to see some baby rabbits. And I didn't want to be rude, so here we are. Gretchen, you joined this cult willingly. Yes, the Reverend had bought some of my hair on Craigslist and we started emailing and I just thought he had some real good ideas. Wow. Donna Maria, you were working for a company called Happy Maids. You were lured into the Reverend's house. You thought this was a job. See, Happy Maids. 15 years living with these other women and, and yet you still never learned to speak English. Pero estas pendejas no aprendieron español, así que a mí qué? <laughs> Ladies, you've been given an amazing second chance at life. People have donated thousands of dollars to the Mole Women Fund. And we are so grateful. But honestly, we don't love that name. So, Mole Women, what happens next? What do you do now? Uh, probably just go back to Dernsville, get my braces off. Yo voy para Indiana, a happy maids. I go with you now, yes? I'm married to no, you? No, 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 no. No, Gretchen, no. Um, Kimmy, what about you? Kimmy? Okay, when we come back, false salad mistakes. Plus, one of the mole women gets an ambush makeover. Criminal Minds Season 10 Part 2 is going to be returning to Sky Living on the 9th of March. And for those of you that have been missing the Batman prequel Gotham, that's returning to five, uh, Channel 5 sorry, on um, the 16th of March. Are we going west now? Have we got to go west? Oh yes, we'll go west briefly. <laughs> Um, yeah. We're joining you, Gary. Um, Gary doesn't want to be spoilers on this. Hi, Hi. Gary. Hi guys. How are you, love? Hi, you, love? I, I, haven't, I haven't hoovered or anything. <laughs> Look at the size of Matt's whippet. <laughs> anyway, we saw a new Fox comedy called The Last Man on Earth, starring Will Forte. From uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who uh, did... Okay. Most famous for the Lego movie, but also... Um, the 21, 22 Jump Street and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah. Uh, th- this was basically, as, as the title suggests, The Last Man on Earth, who's played by uh, Will, Will Forte. Forte. Kristen uh, Schaal, who, who he later discovers is the last woman on Earth. This was supposed to be a film. Then it was supposed to go to one of the what the US would consider mm. the upper class networks. HBO, like they said. HBO, they? Showtime. Uh, and then, and then Fox out of the blue, which is not known for its upper class telly, let's be honest, said no. We really want to make this. Got to commend them for doing thirteen mm-hmm. episodes of a show about a man who's the last man on earth. And the um, woman. Yeah, the woman was a nice surprise until you found out who the woman was. And yeah. You're like, oh. They could, could have done a lot of different things, but what they did was sort of bring in this sort of. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nagging character who. Like had a go at him when he wasn't, you know, when he parked in a disabled parking space or didn't stop at a stop sign, even though there weren't any other people in the, in the world. And it would have been funny if it was like a, a, an attractive woman who he kept trying to get with, even though there were no other guys around, or even like an older lady who he had to look after. You know, this was his, you know, he couldn't do anything but look after this old lady. But you know, there I were think... bits of it though that I thought were really well done and really made me laugh uh, everything uh, that he did up to when she came in i really enjoyed mm. so all the stuff with the balls and all the stuff you know his slow decline what it reminded me of and i know i don't know if you'll get this was you, you know you've seen wally haven't you yes There's the bit of wally yeah. where he's on his own going around the planet and everything else and then he goes on to the spaceship and i think everything that happened when christy Shaw came into it onwards was when he gets on the spaceship and it gets more like a typical, in that case, like a Disney film. In this case, like a sitcom. Do you, I don't know if you know what I mean, but that's... yeah, I know what you mean. It's mm. it's like it it changed direction. Yeah, and, yeah. For the and, not I mean, for the better. I was really enjoying yeah. him being the last man on earth, and so intrigued by the idea of where are you going to go with this. Mm. Um, and when it did get to where it was going, I was like, oh, that's slightly. Mm. You know, not dis well, slightly disappointing, yeah. But I'm going to stay with it at least for the next two yeah. or three to see whether he kills the woman because that's what <laughs> I really want to happen. <laughs> um, right, reviews. I will let Matt carry the review Ooh. baton. Oh, the baton. Right. Um, should, should we start with Banished? Is it something that we've all yay? Watched? Uh... Yay! Now, before we start on Banished. Uh, Matt and I sort of briefly had a conversation. Mm. We have no idea no. what our esteemed colleague <laughs> Gary is going to think. So, can we Shall let I, him? Well, set it, you do set the it, premise. Yeah, I'll, then, yeah. Then I'll tell you. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm so, so intrigued. The new drama from Jimmy McGovern. It's a bit of a departure for him. This is a sort of, by all intents, his purposes. Uh, purposes. What? Who's going to be talking about? And purposes. There a, we go. Uh, BBC. Sort of costume period drama. It's set in 1782. I know someone's yeah, going to prove me wrong on that years one. years ago. More so, actually. 200 plus years. We're not in 1982 anymore, Luke. Uh, and this focuses on both the the prisoners who have come over to Australia. They're like the first settlements of the, as Gary said it so eloquently last week, penal colony. And um, we've got like uh, Russell Tove is in this. Julian Rintot is in this. Maya Nabiri from. Ripper Street, Ewan Bremner, big cast. It's a really interesting topic, and let's hear what uh, Gary thinks. I liked it. I found this strangely compelling. I think, Mm. like most people, when I saw the previews and when I heard McGovern you think, great, but when you see the subject matter, you're like, well, okay. But he pulls it off because what he does, he focuses, like he always done, on the characters and the people. 
I was most impressed particularly by Julian Rind Tut, or whatever his name is, mostly because that is the most understated I think I've ever seen him play anybody. Um, you, you know, he's, an, he's a comedy actor that you're more he's used very to seeing much things like, like Green. He plays the toff, doesn't he? The foppish toff. And in this, he's yeah. very sort of brooding, understated, basically lost his family to find love. Well, they're convicts, aren't they? Person. This is, this is yeah. effectively the half... The, there's a real split in the cast. You have the officers, uh, who are the British settlers, and the convicts that they've been sent to sort of, you know, transfer away from the UK. I really like Russell Tovey. I thought he carried it very well. I really liked the different characters. I thought Huey Bremner was great. You hated him were, as that character, you, but you did it brilliantly. Were you surprised that you liked it? Because I was. Yes, because I, I, mean, didn't, I, I didn't... I was surprised I liked it, is what I mean mm. by that. Well, I, I think, yeah, the subject matter surprised me. I suppose the fact that Jimmy McGovern's involved meant that I thought, well, at least it will be well written. You know, because mm, he yeah. always writes great characters. We know that. So I suppose we shouldn't have been surprised. Uh, and he's found a, a, a compelling subject matter. I think the thing I like the most, before I hand over to you two, is the mm. similarities between this and Vikings and Marco Polo and Game of Thrones in that it is a historical piece which focuses very much on the way things mm. were done in a time. Um, and particularly this idea where things are run by a leader and there's the law and the church and the representations mm-hmm. and how how justice is delivered out you know we, we we had an almost hanging in episode one we had a you know mm. an almost a, a, i mean that, that, flo- that flogging was brutally shot i thought the yeah I, you, you know going on from what you said i mean this is jimmy mcgovern and he doesn't sort of flinch away from like the brutality of life and we had I mean, that scene where she gets flogged is is absolutely heartbreaking to watch. Yeah, When you compare it to those sort of shows like A Vikings or A Game of Thrones, I mean, this is much more, I think, historically accurate, isn't it? He's researched this a lot. It's a period of history that I don't think that TV has explored before. It probably has, you know, back in the day, but this is... In recent memory. Certainly not in our time. Not in our generation, no. Maybe Gary's, I'm not sure. Um, and sort of embellishing on what you said I think what Jimmy McGovern does is he makes you understand what is going on by presenting like universal themes that we can understand with so like this yeah. forbidden love you know you, you, you understand why Russell Tovey's upset that you know his food keeps getting stolen by the blacksmith Joseph Milson character who's who keeps saying you know it doesn't matter if he dies because you know we need to keep the blacksmith happy because he's our only blacksmith. Yeah. And that I, I just of... liked how it felt. Mm. It, it was a period drama, but only because it was set in a period. But for mm. the rest of the time, it felt very contemporary, and I was genuinely, genuinely not genuinely gripped. I thought right from the beginning to end. And Jimmy's got this amazing ability to you spend a minute and a half with the character that he's created, and you know them. I know we're going to go and talk about the second episode of Critical, but one of our mm. complaints about Critical, however much we liked it, was too many characters, you didn't know anything about them, you didn't know who they were, despite the fact they got name yeah. badges on. There was none of that in Banished. <laughs> no, he no. He introduced these characters brilliantly in, yeah, in no time at all. Does. And the cast always is probably does. just as big, if not bigger, in Banished. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, we said the same about Indian Summers as well. And I, I mean, me and Luke yeah. thought that about the casual vacancy. I just think yeah. there's a skill that Jimmy McGovern possesses that almost can't be replicated. I, because I remember he's just watching. That um, I remember watching Stargate Universe, and I had to watch the opening episode. <laughs> you never no, no, know but, what he's going to say, do you? <laughs> no, no. It felt very similar about Stargate Universe. I had to watch the first episode three times to work out who was who and what was going on. They they had about thirty characters thrust into a situation and it was so confusing i loved the show once i got into it but it, yeah. it whatever it is that mcgovern does they should bottle it get the latest tv news direct from the tv.com and as compared to that let's talk about arthur and george briefly because i think me and you both <laughs> watched that, didn't we? this was basically a, a new Another period drama, this time a sort of crime drama. Martin Clunes plays uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, famously the creator of Sherlock. And if you didn't know he was the creator of Sherlock, they hit you over the head with this several times throughout. I mean, this is based on an actual incident where he fought against the injustice of this guy, George, played by Arthur Ali from The Missing. Um, who was wrongly accused of like maiming livestock? I think that was the crime, wasn't it? And he was yeah, it wasn't incar- exactly a, a real you know. A yeah, and he was incarcerated crime. for three years. And yeah. after he gets out, he gets in contact with Arthur Conan Doyle, who at the time sort of in a creative slump. You know, his wife's died. He's guilty about sort of cheating on her just before she died. And it takes him this sort of case to get him out of his slump. And I just think. There was a number of things wrong with this. First of all, it did seem like ITV's attempt to jump on the Sherlock bandwagon and just, you know, this guy's written Sherlock, 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 Sherlock. A lot of that. And Mm. then also the problem, like you just mentioned there, it's not like a massive D. I mean, to be, you know, it's not nice hurting animals, but in terms of a TV drama, the impetus for finding out who really, like, blinded some horses... The stakes don't just feel... They don't feel that big, yeah. do they? The stakes. And, and if he if he's fondled a sheep, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> and at, yeah. at its heart as well is the fact that it is just another crime drama. I mean, the guy yeah. who created this, I can't remember his name, you'll probably tell me Ed now. Whitmore. It, Ed Whitmore. It was written on, like, Silent Witness and Waking, Waking the, dead, the Dead, things like that, and it feels very mm. much like that, but with the guy who wrote Sherlock the main character and I don't think I didn't really rate Martin Clunes in this I thought his no. Scottish accent sort of faltered no. I did like Arthur Ali but he could have been in it more for me and also yeah. Charles Edwards who played like this sort of Watson character to Clunes' homes but I just think I, I mean I'm not going to watch the next two I just think yeah no la- lazy commissioning yeah. move on Gary wants to briefly talk about cr- critical episode 2 Ooh, well only that. that we, we, we talked <laughs> about use this time to put your teeth in <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Only that we talked about Critical last week, and we all said that we'd probably carry on and watch episode two. Lenny James is the main focus of the series, and obviously, if you watched episode one, he was only in it very briefly at the end. So this was, this felt like a slightly different show with him involved, and I think that was intentional. They also cut back the number of people that were in the mm. um, room, and again, that's a plot yeah. point because you know they're they're talking about the fact that people are getting pulled out of that room and how they're a trauma center for the area. I really liked the first, this second episode, I think more than the first, because you got much more of the relationship between the various characters. You really felt like you knew a bit about, you know, who the good people and the bad people were. My only concern is it looks very much like we are going to get a 
horrible injury of the week. And again, yeah. this was ridiculously over squeamish and probably very realistic. Yeah. But I don't necessarily yeah. need that in my drama. Putting my problems with the set aside, which is a massive problem for me, but I'll put it aside. I think unlike Banished, which we just keep praise on for the way it, it introduces you to the characters, I think Critical has this bizarre way of keeping the audience at arm's length and mm. saying, you know, you don't need to know who these people are. You don't need to know what we're doing. We're just going to use all this jargon I mean, that means nothing they to did the average do the... person. They did do that with suspects as well, but they sort of, I think they ironed that out. They realised that you couldn't do a drama ju- no. just with not knowing any of the characters. So they gave you minimal details and let the plot carry on. But I, th- I suppose the difference between a medical and a police drama is that with a police drama, you're sort of moving around interviewing suspects, as it were, whereas in yeah. Critical, you're in a hospital room, you, you know, you, you're busy delving into someone's organs. Yeah. And it um, just feels like you are not, as an audience member, I, I feel no. like I'm not part of this. I'm I'm almost behind glass mm. watching mm. this. Mm. It doesn't treat the audience with a great deal of respect, I don't think. No. Um, and it, it seems a bit aloof and a bit up itself. And okay. Especially with the set, it's like, oh, look at us, look how, you know, shiny and cool. I, I, I suppose the thing is that, you know, and, and, uh, none of us have ever experienced that level of of a hospital, I think. Is that fair to say? That kind of that that no, I've level. Never of, been to, you know, I've never been to space, Gary. So no. No, no that's right. Space, I mean, no. but but also, have any of us ever been to a trauma unit? I'm trying to say. Uh, not in recent memory, no. That's no. Good. So we've got no idea. But you're right. It looks futuristic and unrealistic, and I and I suppose that we're used to like Holby City, casualty. Well, no, I'm not even comparing it to that. I'm comparing it to modern. Um, uh, trauma units that we see on 24 hours in A&E yeah. and all and the well that's right yeah that, that, again, you know, yeah. You yeah but again you look at Holby and Casualty they're both you know re- dramas based on it and they're far more realistic they're more like 24 hours A&E than this is sticking on uh, Sky 1 we had the return of the brilliant Moon Boy uh, this was basically more of the same the episode here the stories were really split into three you had uh, Martin and is it Porrick Porrick. They went to Dublin to spend some time with his uncle and ended up selling encyclopedias. Um, The parents went on uh, their second honeymoon and ran into uh, Sharon Horgan playing Sharon Morgan. We had lots of 90s references to rave music and and yoga. And then you also had the the other two sisters at home with the sort of mum's flirty friend. And that was sort of Almost like the sort of comic aside, wasn't it? Like, you know, the piercing of the ears and stuff like that. And that's yeah. where sort of Chris O'Dowd was for most of the episode as well. It's almost like episode one of this series could have been episode eight of series two. Mm. And I really like yeah. that. I really like that it doesn't move on. The I really sort of like stillness of it. Yeah, I like the I, calmness I like the of it. Fact that it brought, I like the fact that it brought back his brother, you know, the, the uh, Moon Boy's brother, you know, uncle. Sorry, it's his uncle, isn't it? And I like the fact that they then left Chris O'Dowd's character back at home. I'll tell you now, you probably don't remember this, but the first podcast I ever did with you, we were talking about Moonboy, and we talked about this exact thing, about whether really? Chris O'Dowd was... And I remember saying, I think he he wasn't really needed no, in no, it, I think. No, I, I agree. And I stand by that now. I think now it's established as well. I think at the start you needed him as the name, perhaps, but... You know, he was hardly in this episode, and I don't think any of us particularly missed him. Is that a sign, perhaps, though? Is the show telling us 
Martin's growing older mm. and doesn't I, need I an imaginary so. friend. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Hopefully, so... Sean will be killed in a horrific car accident and Lenny James will have to imaginary fix him. <laughs> oh, that Moon Boy critical home. crossover. <laughs> moon Crick. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to get in touch with us uh, on the old uh, Twitter sphere, uh, you can do. Uh, we'll give you all that info of how to interact with us on a sensual level after the previews. Uh, Sunday traditionally belongs to the period drama. Well, that's what I was going to say, actually, before we do this, before we talk about Poldark. Should Banished be on BBC One? Yes. And not two? But I'm glad yeah. it's on BBC Two because perhaps it won't get the wrong kind of critical approach it'll be slightly underground which i quite like it means that people people will talk about it and hopefully the buzz of it well, will, will give it will we'll generate yeah. you sort of yeah. know my you sort of know my views on it i mean i think the tone of it is um it's a bit grittier than your normal sort of average bbc world period drama i think they could have given it a chance but as gary said the sort of the critical approach is is more geared towards people on bbc one but at the same time it'll get less eyeballs um so uh and obviously uh poldark is starting on sunday luke yeah it is poldark's period drama set in 1780s poldark is a remake of the 70s show which you'll ask your mum she oh, gary it. gary do you remember it yeah gary do you remember it no i'm not asking your mum uh, speaking of underground, BBC Three's Bluestone Four Two is coming back for a third series. This is about a bomb disposal unit in Afghanistan. Probably be the final and they were series. blown. They were blown up in the last episode of series two. Because so everyone, uh, they've, all, they've all moved out of Helmand now, haven't they? So unless yeah, they're doing, unless right. they're con- continuing the drama somewhere else, you know, the comedy, yeah. I should say, somewhere in else. I'll, uh, I'll do. I'll do Tuesday. Uh, another series of MasterChef. It's eleventh series. Uh, this is not the celebrity ones, this is the actual people. Uh, this will be running for some time. Uh, if you like it, you're going to love it. If you don't, this probably isn't for you. This isn't going to be something that you're going to watch if you've never seen it before. But I'm a big fan of MasterChef, so I'm looking forward to it returning, because I love food. Ten O'Clock on BBC Two is a new drama, a bittersweet comedy, which means there probably won't be that many he laughs uh we're starring paul whitehurst and he plays a lot of characters he's the british eddie murphy um <laughs> the kids who can't stay awake uh is a, cho- a program on channel four one of their really good documentary star ones uh about uh narcolepsy uh which is not being able to stay awake if you don't know what that is uh, so we're looking forward to that uh, another i'm sure will be a great documentary on bbc3 Presented by uh, oddly Zoe Ashton from Fresh Meat, one of our favourites. Uh, this is about uh, female genital mutilation, so a sort of feel-good watch, really. We were um, going to do a whole podcast on that. So I'm glad <laughs> and, that yeah. and, and one more little bit of preview business, a question I wanted to ask Gary. Preview on, business. After The Voice on Saturday night, they're announcing the uh, Eurovision entry for this year. Now, can you either confirm or deny that it is not you? No comment. I think we'll get confirmation when he sings in a second. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Facebook.com for us, Requested TV. We are desperate for your likes. Please like him. I mean, not to sound desperate, but we are. 142 we're up to now. Not not to sound desperate, but we are. But we're desperate. So if you know people, get them to like our Facebook page. It means a lot. Uh, You can subscribe to the... Why don't you know more people? People. You can subscribe to the... Gary will come round and sing to them at their house. 
There you go. That's not a threat. Only if that's not a threat. Only within a three-mile radius of where I live, so that's quite yeah. specific. So, Mrs. McNamara is going to get I'll knocked at the door. And and cake and a lift home. And a lift home. <laughs> I'm at Luke Custard TV on Twitter. Matt's Matt at Matt's TV Mice and Gary is the Gary Show or the Cookie Monster. Um, <laughs> uh, that is it. You can download this podcast from the website thecustardtv.com and be sure to visit there each and every day that you're awake um, to look for the latest TV news reviews and previews. And to sing us out, we have no confirmation if he is this year's British Eurovision entry. It's Gary. Well, if I am, this won't be the song that I'll be singing, but uh, this will just give you an idea of my, my vocal range. Much of no the style of Nevermind the Buzzcocks, uh, this, this, this is really going to be uh, the intros round. Bit of a hint there to those oh. in the know. Uh, and there will be no singing because uh, there isn't any in this song, so uh, just uh, bear with me. I don't know about narcolepsy, I lost my breath there. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.